You found it. The no-nonsense, no-script podcast you've been waiting for. Real people on real issues. Welcome to Dynamic Independence. The home of logic, reason, and common sense. Let's do it. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in today. I'm Johnny Anderson, and I'm joined today by Bruce Adams. Good afternoon, Bruce. How are you today? Good afternoon. Uh, doing well. Healthy alive, you know? We, uh, I, I haven't shown you yet. Um, no, you have not. Your ice storm. Well, I sent you a text. I told you I was going to be a little bit late today because, hoorah, I was back in the gym for the first day in a week. And I tell you what, I, I will say, mega doses of powdered vitamin C has absolutely decimated anything that I've been dealing with over the last week as far as like a cold. It's absolutely knocked it out of the park. Uh, and it's it's been fantastic. And so, uh, yeah, uh, that's that's something. So I was actually able to get back into the gym today and man, did it feel good. So I sent you a text. I told you I was going to be a little bit late because we changed clocks here and you in the US, you haven't changed clocks yet. I think you got another week or two. And so there's a one hour gap that we didn't have before that's there now. So it makes me an hour late, but it actually makes it actually makes me right on time. But you sent me a response back to the text and said that um, you, you had an ice storm and your power was out. So it wouldn't have mattered if I was there on time anyway. Yeah, um, it fortunately it was only out for I don't know, maybe uh, I'm not exactly sure because it was like 830 or so when I woke up and I went back to sleep. Uh, so I don't really know when it went when it went off. But Either way, it was a, it was a real short time, relatively speaking. Yeah, I have some family members out of power. Um, there's been some. Fortunately, our tree in the backyard doesn't look like it sustained any broken limbs yet. Uh, hopefully, it doesn't at all. It's a we have a big oak tree behind uh, in the backyard, and um, uh, to put it in, uh, well, I, I can show you the uh, image here. So the oak tree in the backyard, I'm able to walk underneath the the limbs um, on on a you know normal day. Currently, I cannot walk under the tree. That's how far the limbs are hanging down because of the ice. Um, like I said, nothing's none of the limbs have broken yet. Um, so that that's that's really good. But the neighbors in the area uh, just across the street, their tree is more or less broken in half. Uh, Good so, Lord. OK, your driveway there and the driveway of your neighbor across the street. Is that ice? Um, the, so the driveway is melted a bit. It might be ice underneath the that initial layer. But that's um, that is actually just water that there is oh, running okay. water. But the grass, uh, you can you can tell there's a, a lot of ice in the grass um, and, you know, on the roof and hanging off there. Um, yeah, we had a good probably a good half inch of ice, I'm, I'm guessing uh, somewhere in that range. So half inch, inch somewhere, somewhere in there. And oh, it's still coming down and we're still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, yeah. We're, and we're still supposed to get more moisture for the next day or two. So it's a good ice storm. I'll, I'll never forget. I was driving yeah. through. Uh, Pen I was going up on the Pennsylvania Turnpike once and the <laughs> there was an ice storm that was going on. And I'm talking like six plow trucks were all in like staggering each other going up through there to try and keep the roads clear. And I stopped. I had to stop. I had to stop. I was in four wheel drive. I was in an SUV. I was in four wheel drive. I had to stop. And when I stopped, I knocked off like my antenna 
look like uh, the the, uh, the grip of a baseball bat. That's how much ice was on. It was ridiculous. I couldn't Jeez. use my windshield wiper, so I had to stop. I mean, they were just blocks of ice. So I, I know how devastating those um, those ice storms can be. And of course, you know, I'm, I'm from Ohio. So, I mean, we, we're no strangers to those things. So we get those all the time up there. It's good that it's, I suppose it's working its way through uh, and you're, uh, you're going to be on the back end of it here shortly. And you got your power back, so that's good. But um, yeah. Uh, I'm glad uh, glad we're able to sit down and do this today. Otherwise, we've been doing a rerun because, uh, you know, I probably would have been a little bit later and you might not have made it at all. Today, uh, we do have a few things we want to talk about, but I wanted to address something of a personal matter first. Uh, now, this is probably going to come as a shock to you, Bruce, and it's probably going to come as a shock to the listener. I haven't told you this yet. I told you that I was going to reveal something on the podcast and I wasn't going to give you a, a, a four an aforementioned notice. I was going to do it in, you know, real time to uh, to gauge your uh, your reaction. And, you know, the last few days I've been giving this some real thought. I mean, some real thought. I've, I've put some time into it. And, you know, I, I've I've looked at all the angles and I've looked at all of the the opinions out there and, and all the beliefs out there and, and all of the, uh, you know, the talking points and things like that. And, and I, I'm going to be completely honest with you here. I have I have decided to to take a stance on something and uh, and really have a look at, at uh, you know, underlying messages and, you know, agendas and, and things like that. And, and I've decided that um, I'm going to have to endorse BLM. Which which BLM, just to be clear. Well, not not the Bureau of Land Management. That, that's that's I mean, it's, it, that's not what I'm talking about here. OK, now I know probably what you're thinking. You're probably thinking, how can you possibly do this with all of the, um, you know, the talks surrounding it and everything that um that it involves and, and all that stuff. But but let me explain it. And, and I mean, to be honest with you, the, the more the more thought I put into it, the more I, I kind of sit back and I think to myself, why aren't more people getting on board with it? Now, you probably think I've, I've flipped my lid and I've completely lost my mind. But I think it's a it's a legit question when when you sit down and you examine the facts that are there and the stances that's being taken by the mainstream media on the matter. So, I mean, I, wh- why is it? Why is it that, you know, I'm the only one in, in thinking that the Biden laptop matters? Wait, what? The Biden laptop matters. BL, Biden laptop matters. OK, I see what you did there. D- did you think I meant Black Lives Matter? <laughs> yes. well, that's you have to I admit, I had you going there. I had you going yeah. there for a second, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, I was like, OK, the only two that I kn- I'm aware of is uh, Black Lives Matter or uh, Bureau of Land Management. So I'm kind of like, yeah, all right, let's hear you out. Let's hear it out. <laughs> No, I, I honestly, the Biden laptop matters. I, I heard that it was a meme that's floating around now. It's, it's BLM, of course, you know, Biden laptop matters. Yeah, uh, there was a um, some of the sex tapes were released here recently. Um, really? They of, actually released uh, some more of it. Yeah, yeah. It was on. Um, God, what, what was the guy's name? The was it Guo? Miles um, Guo. The Miles Guo. Guo. He was he's the guy that has the Taiwanese paper or media. Yeah. Yeah. I, I believe it's Miles Guo's website or whatever. It's it's like a G news. G, G yeah, news I, I think I think that's who it's through unless he has another one. But I know it's based out of Taiwan and it's anti CCP. But anyway, um, his website, I believe, released the um, sex tape or at least one of the many that were on there. Now, the details of this one, I don't know, obviously, because I haven't watched the sex tape. Not interested. But the rumor I've heard is that there's more sex tapes and they have underage um, girls. 
Um, and in fact, some of the, I don't know, this, this is where it's difficult, uh, because, uh, without having the access to the laptop itself and my lack of interest in looking into it, even for the podcast and, and reporting on this, I, I don't want to know. I, I do not want to know, but yeah, you and me both. Supposedly, I've heard, I've heard to, to your point there, I've heard that the FBI's seen it. They've seen it. Yes. And the investigators yes. at the FBI, even those guys that work you know, sex crime divisions and, and cases and things like that. Even they've had to walk out of the room because they've been sick. Yeah. Yeah. And some of the some of the footage is um, uh, I know some of the, the at least the photographs they have on there. One of them was of a 15 year old that was topless. Um, there was I, there's just um, it, it's bad. Um, These people are sick, man. They, they are. Yeah. They are absolutely sick. You know, th when I say that, th again, when I say that this is an evil movement, this is an evil movement. So what was released again? I don't know. Uh, like I said, I'm not interested in looking and I I, I don't recommend you go look for it either. I, I just that's something that I, I would rather not know. Let it but, let it come out. Let the investigators do what it is they're going to do. Yeah. And let's bring these scum to justice. That's what needs to happen here. People need if, to go and brace us happen. for this. If it's going to happen, if Biden wins, this will get swept under the rug. Nothing will happen. Trump has already said he's going to fire some uh, uh, some of the officials like FBI director, I think. Um, OK, he's uh, about three and a half years late on that. He, he should have done he that is. three years yeah. ago. Now, I, I get where Trump's he's coming true. from. He's he's looking at it like, OK, uh, I, I'm I'm going to get all these people to, to see the light. And I'm going to get them to, to be on board with uh, America. No, no, Mr. President, you don't understand how evil these people are and how corrupt the entire system is. It's gone. You, you've got to get rid of this corruption. There, there's no making a deal with this. I understand he's the art of the deal maker. I get it. So he thinks that he can sit down and, and talk turkey with him at a table. It, it doesn't work like that with these people. I don't know that that's what he's trying to do in this case. Um, it, I legitimately think this was uh, based on political capital, if you will. He knew that uh, it would look bad because of some of the investigations that were going on and some of the allegations that, well, the FBI was looking into him and all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. And so he didn't want it to look like it was a retaliation, uh, if you will. The American that people don't said, care. The American people don't care. I it's not necessarily that the American people care. It's that the media will run with this and it will be nothing but a smear campaign. Let so, it run with it. Who, uh, I mean, since when since when do we care so much about what the media has to say? I mean, honestly, and, and I, to be to be completely fair, if the if the case against all this, um, let's use the word deep state. OK, if all of this was completely hopeless. Right. If if stopping these people were completely hopeless, if, if all that was the case, then why do they still need to shovel their propaganda? Yeah. Uh, well, it is hopeless if Biden wins. That That's yes. basically where we're at. Currently. I'll give you that's that why they're still yeah. shoveling it. Yeah. I'll give you that one. Yeah. So it, but to the point about why do we care about the media? It's not I, personally. I don't care what the media thinks. Personally, the problem is the media is running their propaganda and it's affecting the globe's opinion of us. And that has a good or bad, it has an effect on deals we could do with other countries, you know, be it trade deals or security deals or what have you. It, it damages that um, in, in this case. So I hate politics. I hate the nonsense, but I think it was probably the better of the two decisions for the time being. But now that we're seeing how deep it, the problem is, is he can't just fire the heads. It's not going to do anything. Okay, so you fired the head. Doesn't matter. 
it's still infected even deeper. So uh, did you have any other points you wanted to make on that? Because it's so deep, it runs so deep, the, the whole deep state, even if we get rid of the heads, we still have a lot of people still in high positions, but it, it's going to take a lot of work to, to clean it up. And given the time frame, the stuff that's been going on, COVID, honestly, he's 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 better off doing it after the third. Once once that's done and the votes are in, whether he wins or loses, he can go in and just clean house. You know, and it, that kind of that kind of brings the question up of what to do about. Let's say that for the sake of argument, let's say that, OK, he does go in for another term. Right. Which, by the way, somebody asked me the question today because, you know, they're not a U.S. citizen. They asked me the question, said, can Obama run again? And I said, God, no. And I hope not. It's two terms and done. Let's look at it from the standpoint of the mobs in the streets. OK, the rioters, if you will. Right. Because you say that they have to go. He's going to go after, drop the hammer and clean all these people out. Well, they're the ones that are enab- are enabling the mobs in the streets part of it. They're giving cover. So it's top mm-hmm. down, bottom up pressure that's being applied. So they'll squeeze everything in the middle. That's the tactic here. And Antifa, that's a mess that's going to have to be cleaned up too. That's going to have to be cleaned up. The ones that are out there that are beating people up, like we talked about the guy yesterday uh, that had his teeth knocked out. Uh, we, we can't be having that. You know, we, we can't be having that kind of behavior. People want peace and quiet. They want law and order. The average person. I, I don't care if you're uh, if you got an R or a D next to your name. People want peace and quiet and they want to be able to live their lives in peace without being discriminated against or, or beat on or, or fired from their jobs or, or whatever, or having their business or their house burned down or broken into by these thugs. So where does that put him in the in the sense of Antifa? You've got governors, you've got mayors that are refusing to allow the police to do their jobs. The only reason I say is because I think the only way to deal with that is when you have mayors and governors that refuse and that block the police from doing their job with the, you know, departmental departmental administrations and, and all that stuff, you know, police chiefs in their back pockets, you know, that kind of stuff. Then, of course, you've got DAs that are bought and paid for by George Soros that won't prosecute. They're dismissing these people, won't be charged with a riot, uh, considered quality of life crimes, you know, you name it. Does Trump drop the hammer, invoke the Insurrection Act, and we put these people down? As in, we put them down in front of a judge, you know, in the court of law. We round up the leadership and we throw the book at them. We throw them in prison. Uh, The rumor I've heard is actually some of the cabinet members, if you will, are the ones standing in the way of invoking the Insurrection Act. Um, there, there's, there's a few long-term bureaucrats there that are saying, no, you can't do it. You can't, you can't use the Insurrection Act, blah, blah, blah. Well, if the Democrats are saying that you can't use the Insurrection Act, I- I'm sorry if that gets in the way of your revolution, but uh, it's kind of needed here. If this type of behavior out in the streets uh, in the United States and in parts of Europe, for that matter, if this type of behavior doesn't warrant the invocation of the Insurrection Act, well, then what the hell does? That's 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 exactly it. When uh, we, we've talked about it before, I mean, the literal definition of insurrection is a violent uprising against an authority or government. Uh, that's literally what these riots are. They're rising up against an authority, law enforcement. I mean, uh, the the state, if you will, and they're trying to overthrow it. That's literally what an insurrection is. So if not now, when? When do we use the Insurrection Act? When, when do we call on it? If this isn't an insurrection, what is? Please give me a definition, government, because this is one of your jobs. This is one of your duties that you are to protect us. That is your job. 
And if we have people upstarts trying to th- overthrow the government, um, but what are you going to do about it? That's I'm I'm concerned that if nothing is done about this, you're going to have those that are um, law and order types. They're going to stand up and say, "Look, the government's refusing to protect us. It is now in our hands to protect ourselves." And I don't I don't want to see. I've said it before. I don't want to see them do that because the average citizen does not have access to the non lethal. Uh, munitions that law enforcement has. They don't have the ability to use tear gas, rubber bullets, you know, those kind of things. The citizenry, typically what, what they have is live ammunition. It, it, it is, um, so it's going to be messy if the government doesn't stand up and, and I don't know, you know, do what they're required and protect the citizenry, you know, protect law and order, protect the, the um, constitutional Republic. I mean, if you're not willing to do that, then, uh, yeah, it's going to be bad. So do you uh, what did you say you had a couple other topics you wanted to uh, to get into? Yeah, I I have a few things here. Um, So in uh, kind of the vein of the Insurrection Act, I wanted to bring out um, I've I've heard some other people talking about it. And I thought it was uh, really important that we we touch on this, especially being so close to the election. Uh, The Biden plan. okay, uh, for gun safety. This one is not talked about by any of the media mainstream. It's only talked about. Uh, in these smaller, you know, podcast or, or indie news media agencies. These are some of the uh, headline or, or main points that, that uh, he, he has here. Hold gun manufacturers accountable. So if there's a shooting, the victim is able to sue the gun manufacturer for producing the gun that killed their loved one. Oh, hold, hold, hold on. Uh, that, that's like me suing Ford if I get hit by a Ford. Yes. How that, in the hell is, even, how is that even relevant? That I don't even know what to say that. I, I've heard talk of this, but not that it was actually going to go anywhere. I mean, yep. what, what in the world is this? If I get hit by a baseball at a baseball, well, no, you can't because there's no crowds of baseball games anymore. But that's like me suing right. Uh, Rawlings, right, which is the, the ball manufacturer. Uh, if I get hit by a baseball. That, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. So now you can sue the gun manufacturer if you get injured by that gun. Oh, yeah. Uh, they want to get weapons of war off our streets. Uh, this includes banning of assault uh, uh, weapons, so, which j- just hold it right there. Mm-hmm. In the man, I, I, I hate when they say that weapons of war, because in war, everything's a weapon. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. They want to ban assault weapons and high capacity magazines. OK, now assault weapons are already banned. Assault weapons typically are fully automatic weapons, okay? You as a, a the average citizen, why don't you go out there and go to your local gun store and uh, try to buy a fully automatic weapon? It's effectively banned, right? You, instead of paying, I don't know, you know, $1,500 for an AR, you know, a nice kitted AR um, or decently kitted, try to buy the equivalent in fully automatic. You're going to be paying I, ten times the price on I top tried. of the the papers, and uh, it's it's horrible. I tried, so, albeit unknowingly, I tried. And you don't want to know what the cost of it was? It was twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, they're also talking about high capacity magazines here. Keep in mind, anything they they consider high capacity magazines, anything over ten rounds. That's literally every single gun. Oh yes, except yes. for you know a few select handguns. Because every criminal um, is going to abide by this, right? Right, right. I mean, as an example, we've seen this uh, with back in the 90s, there was the uh, bank robbers that used full body armor and all kinds of stuff, right? And high capacity mags and all that kind of stuff. That was one bank Uh, robbery in one city. 
yeah. by two guys. Yeah, as California law enforcement. This is this is why law enforcement actually carry ARs now or or higher powered weapons now because of that instance. They uh, were unable to stop those guys because of the body armor they were wearing. So not only did that cause a ban on some of the higher body armors, uh, higher grade body armors, I think it's what it was, a class four or something like that, or class five, whatever class it is. You can um, buy everything up to class four. You, you can buy class fours. Yeah. Uh, I've priced them out. You can't buy class five as a civilian. Right. So typically, uh, isn't class five the ceramic? No, or no, you can get the, the ceramic in class four. Yeah, you can okay, get ceramic okay. in class four. So yeah, you can't get class five, which basically that's what the guys were wearing basically. But you can't get that anymore because of that instance. They they banned it. Which, by the way, the whole reason you get body armor is to stop bullets. Just saying. It's is already a federal offense. Is, is that... Well, yeah. I mean, one would think that if you if you get a, you know, a, a, a plate carrier that it would be yeah. for, I don't know, wooden spoons maybe, but not for no, bullets. I, I, I don't know where you'd get the idea like that. Right. I, I know it's crazy. But again, I honestly, I'm of the opinion that uh, body armor fits under the Second Amendment. That That's my take on it, because it uh, there's a there's a second bit there. This is a well-regulated militia. And I've talked about it before during the, the that time that that was written. Well-regulated meant well-equipped. They, they needed to have the gear. So I'm I'm of the opinion that the civilian populace should have access to all military grade equipment. Anything the military can get, you can get. That That's what I, that's my take. But anyway, they're also wanting to ban the manufacture and sale of assault weapons and high capacity magazines. This is how they're going to do it. Regulate possession of existing assault weapons under the National Firearms Act. Buy back the weapons and high capacity magazines already in the communities. This is a mandatory buyback, by the way. And reduce stockpiling of weapons in order to reduce the stockpile of uh firearms, Biden supports legislation restricting the number of firearms an individual may purchase per month to one. So you're only able to buy one firearm in a month. And I'm assuming that that's going to also include ammunition, only one box of ammo a month. Well, California is, yeah, they're, they're a prime example of, of what it is to buy ammunition. Hell, you can't even buy ammunition out there unless you've got like, what is it, like five forms of ID or something, and then they screw it up. It, yeah, it's whatever. Do you know how long that's been around, by the way? The background checks. What, the NYX checks? The, yeah, whatever you want to call them, yeah. The ones that, like the instant ones? Well, just background checks, period. Just background background checks, checks, period. I, I don't know. They've, I mean, at or, least they've been in, they've been in at least as long as I've been of, of uh, an adult age. That I know. Now, the NYX check didn't come in until later. Well, according to this, according to their website, let's see, they banned assault weapons in 94. Uh, didn't they say in 94 it was also the background checks? I'd have to look when it started. But nonetheless, background checks are an affront on the Second Amendment. Um, you're not supposed to be infringed upon at all. Shall not be infringed. Background checks are an infringement on your, your Second Amendment rights. If you fail to pass a background check or they don't uh, process it fast enough, you're not allowed to buy a gun. Uh, I'm sorry. Second Amendment rights say I can buy a gun, period. It's amazing how much these people can't read. They're saying this year they want to extend the federal background check system. They're saying, let's see, the National Instant Criminal Background Check System, uh, which that's what they're referencing, referencing yeah, here. Yeah, next, uh, next check. Uh, yeah, is one of the best tools, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Biden will enact universal background check legislation and close other loopholes that allow people who should be prohibited from purchasing, purchasing firearms from making those purchases. So translation no more private sales, no more online sales. Uh, no more gun shows. And no more gun shows. 
I'm assuming that, let me see, if unless he's made some kind of a change, Beta O'Rourke's going to be the gun czar, correct? Yes, that, that is correct. The guy that said, hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15. Yeah. yeah, that guy. Exactly. They're saying other back, uh, or excuse me, other loopholes. They're calling it the boyfriend loophole. Now, I'm not familiar with that term, what they're referencing there. Oh, I see. This is already banned, by the way. The term boyfriend loophole refers to a gap in American gun legislation that allows access to guns by physically abusive ex-boyfriends and stalkers with previous convictions. You That right there just disqualified that whole thing, the loophole. Previous Pre- convictions. Previous convictions for what? Because right now, as it, it stands, yeah. it's it's for a felony. So they're going to include misdemeanors with this? That's what I'm assuming. And the, basically, so they're, they, they're looking for every a, way to... So if you get a parking ticket, I mean, that's a misdemeanor, yeah. right? Yeah. Lose your gun. Uh, let's see here. They want to reinstate the Obama-Biden policy to keep guns out of the hands of certain people unable to manage their affairs for mental health reasons. Oh, yes. Chicago has been a glowing success of, of gun control, hasn't it? Also, we read just last weekend there were 14 shot. Three of them were fatal just last weekend, right? In just two days. Total gun ban in Chicago. Same thing in New York. The crime in New York, the gun crime is up 250% in New York, in all the five boroughs. They got a total gun ban uh, up there. It's worse, by the way. Uh, the the whole, w- what we were just talking about with the uh, loopholes, close the hate crime loophole. So if you commit a hate crime and convicted of a uh, misdemeanor hate crime or received an enhanced sentence for a misdemeanor because of hate or bias in its commission, you'll be barred from purchasing or possessing a firearm. So if you say anything that's considered a hate crime, uh, let me let me just throw that in there. The idea that, um, oh, I don't know, you said uh, the uh, transgender, you called them male when they're female or you you had the average person that still has all the plumbing for male or female and you call them by their gender uh, as they appear sound, you know, but they claim that they're, I don't know, a deer or something else. And you you mislabel them. That's a hate crime. You now lost your right to a gun. A deer. Yeah, I, I, I was referencing somebody we've talked about in the past. Yeah, we, we talked about him in the past. Yeah, so, someone that's on a, 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 an Amazon Safety Advisory Council is, identifies as a yeah. deer. Uh, that, that's not a joke. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I see your point here. But it comes down to what you were saying. They're looking for any reason whatsoever. See, look, they can't move forward with all of this until they get those guns. They've got to get those guns. The American people, and these are the legal gun owners I'm talking about here, the ones that are law-abiding citizens that have them. The legal American gun owner, those numbers are in the, I would say, 100 plus million, the ones that have the, you know, a third of the country. You're going to try and take the guns away from an army of people that is over 100 million? I, I would really like to see that. I, I would really like to see that. That's not possible. Do you know why we have that? Okay, it's, it's not just because of an overreaching government. Do you know that also serves as part of our national defense strategy? That, that's the other reason that that's there. The Japanese specifically did not invade the West Coast of the United States during the Second World War. It was proposed. It was proposed. A lot of the, um, the higher ups in the, uh, the Japanese government said, well, let's just invade. Let's just invade the West Coast of the United States. Let's take California. Let's take Oregon. Let's take uh, Washington. Let's just and we'll just move across the country. And the Japanese generals, I think Yamamoto was even one of them. He says, "Uh, no, we're we're not going to do that. By the way, he was the one that also led the um, uh, the Pearl Harbor attack. And he famously said after Pearl Harbor, he says, I fear we may have awakened the sleeping giant. And when they proposed the idea to him, 
about actually physically invading the United States. I said, we can't do that. And they said, well, why not? He says, because there is a citizen with a rifle hiding behind every blade of grass. It's no different now. As a matter of fact, I think now you've got even more of them. Yeah. Well, and every time that a leftist threatens to take away guns, gun sales skyrocket. But there, there's a it's few more like here. And wanna, I'll just, I'll, I'll it's almost like they want to boost the economy. I mean, you, you know, you, uh, right. You know, I walked into a gun store um, one time. A friend of mine actually owned a gun store and I, I walked into it and he always had a picture of Obama hanging on the wall. And I said, <laughs> I, I said, I, I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, Greg, are you kidding me? And he said, he said, no. He says, I'm not kidding you. And underneath of that was a plaque that said employee of the year. Because he said this guy right here, he says, you know, Ob- President Obama he says this guy right here, he's my number one salesman. Yeah. Riots have been helping the sales of guns lately, too. Absolutely. You've got first time so, buyers that are going out. And and I mean, I know people yeah. that have that I've talked to that are like that have never owned. Right. Never owned. And they've just on a side note, they've been largely Democrat voters traditionally mm-hmm. never owned a gun. And guess what? Now they're out there. They're hitting the range. They're they're getting their concealed carries. So continue. So we. We, we kind of alluded to the idea of, of banning online sales, but this is actually one of their intended bullets uh, here. In the online sale of firearms and ammunition, uh, create an effective program to ensure individuals who become prohibited from possessing firearms uh, relinqu- relinquish their weapons. So, you know, if you're if you misgender someone and are charged with a misdemeanor hate crime, now law enforcement are required to go in and forcibly remove your firearms from you. They want to incentivize state extreme risk laws. Now, these are these are the quote unquote red flag laws that basically allow someone like, I don't know, your ex-girlfriend who, uh, you know, you you, kind of had a, a bad relationship or something. And then she accuses you of threatening her with a gun when you didn't actually threaten her with a gun or you threaten suicide with a gun or, or something of those lines. And it basically enables law enforcement to come in and confiscate your guns. Uh, that's what these red flag laws are. What's a red flag? Let's see here. Yeah, anything. Yeah. Exactly. Give states incentives to get uh, to set up gun licensing programs. So it's not bad enough that you already have to do background checks and stuff. They want to infringe on your second. They want you registered and they want all the guns that you own registered. Which um, that's what that's what the Russians did. That's what they did in the Soviet Union. Register, then ban. That's what they did in New York. Do you remember New York back in the uh, those that that know the uh, the gun laws that were initially put up in New York back in the 50s for handguns? Oh, no, we're, we're just going to register. And, and that's that's all. It's never going to go any further than that. You register, then you ban. And they're also wanting to get rid of the Charleston loophole. For those for those that don't know, the Charleston loophole is basically you go in, you get a background check. The government dra- uh, drag their feet. The background check fails for three days. Uh, you know, it doesn't actually go through. Then you're allowed to buy the firearm. That that's basically the Charleston loophole. They want to get rid of that. You know, it's not like we ever in the past have had something like this during the oh I don't know Clinton administration when uh, oh man the computers they just don't work. We're not able to do these background checks. There's there's delays. Same with the, the Brady Biden. Bill. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, the Brady Bill. Yeah. Same with the Obama administration. It just the computers were mysteriously down and like it was difficult to do background checks and stuff. It just I don't know what happened. And then when the next administration came in, Bush after uh, Clinton, it just those those computers just mysteriously cleared up. Same thing with uh, after Trump took office. So like it just cleared up, man. This, uh, I don't know what happened. It just all of a sudden started working on the day of election after and he it's not got like, into office. Yeah. And, it, and it's not like that that they would 
you know, ever get like, you know, DDoSed or anything, you know, the deliberate denial of service. It's, it's not like they would ever come under attack or anything like that. I mean, I can't imagine. I mean, why would somebody want to attack and, and shut down a gun background check system? Why? Uh, and there's a lot more, but there's one last one that I want to cover and then we can go on to something else because there, there's actually quite a bit more to this. But this one I think is is extremely important to to point out. Let's say you have a loaded firearm in your dresser drawer, your nightstand, right? Um, Which a lot of us have, you know, we, we keep them stashed. Have, yeah, yeah. Uh, easily accessible. Let's just say you have one that's not... You don't have a trigger lock. You don't have it in a gun safe. It's whatever. Let's face it. If you live alone, if you if it's just you and and a significant other and you don't have any children around, that's probably how you'd keep it. Well, to to be honest, around here, around these parts, kids are taught gun safety. They're taught not to play with guns. They're taught those things. Even with kids around around these parts, you still have loaded firearms and and locations. And then when you come of age to uh, that, you can use one of the firearms, you know where every one of those firearms are, uh, the, just in case there's ever an emergency and you have to defend yourselves, you know where it's at. That's the typical tradition uh, in, in uh, around here. Well, let's say you uh, are dating someone or, or even you just have a family member over that has kids and they visit and you have a loaded firearm in your nightstand. And let's say this family member or or disgruntled other knows about this and just happens to call law enforcement and says they have kids over and this firearm is not secured. You will be arrested and lose your firearms. Come again. Yeah. Uh, this hold adults accountable for giving minors access to firearms and require gun owners to safely store their weapons. So in other words, okay. so that requires you. That requires you to have like a locked safe. Now, OK, example, yes. th this is a step. This is a step in what they uh, like the, the steps that they take for a fully automatic firearm purchase. If you have a fully automatic firearm, first of all, it's got to be registered and tax stamped and all that stuff, yes. which we talked about. There's so much red tape involved. And there's so many hoops you have to jump through. It's, it's not even worth it to have one of the damn things in the first place. But not only that. You have to be signed off on by the chief of police and or the county sheriff uh, for wherever mm -hmm. you live. And also you have to have one of these approved safes in your house. On top of that, they can inspect. They can inspect exactly. whenever they want, by the way. Exactly. That you you give up your Fourth Amendment when it comes to that. I mean, hell, you've already given up basically your second when it comes to that, because you're telling the government what you have. It's none of their damn business what you have, but you're giving them permission to come in your house whenever they so choose. It's not a, oh, I'm sorry, uh, this is a bad time. Can you come back in an hour? No, it's too late. They're coming into your house. And you're saying this is exactly the same thing. So now you might be saying as a listener, ah, you're just being hyperbolic. You're you're creating something that doesn't exist. This isn't what they're saying in this uh, in Biden's plan here. So let me read you word for word what this is. Biden supports legislation holding adults criminally and civilly liable for directly or uh, sorry hyphen directly or negligently giving a minor access to a firearm. This is regardless of whether the minor actually gains possession of the firearm. Okay, so that last. Right line right there that last line right there just be just by it being in the house is reason yes. enough yeah if you don't have it in a safe if you don't have it locked down and you have a minor visit your house you are for now a, a, a breaking the law yeah for a birthday, birthday party, party or whatever, or whatever. Doesn't, matter. doesn't matter if you have a minor over you you've broken the law and you now lose your right to own a firearm and because of red flag laws, it will be possible to have a disgruntled 
uh, someone else that's that's your neighbor's pissed off at you or something and sees that oh trick or treaters came over they have access to your firearm you open the door like they they could have access I mean it doesn't matter what they can use anything they want in this case so it it, it basically encourages Americans to snitch on each other for no reason at all just because you dislike them oh well, they're doing that now with masks I think that's the gist of it. They're also talking about suicides by firearms. They want to address that and whatnot. Um, okay, well, look, you you can address it. The, the the funny thing is, is you're naming off all these new things and and all that stuff. This is a way of them trying to legislate the way that people think and behave. You can't legislate that, you idiots. It doesn't work like that. We had a culture in the United States. I mean, go back 60, 70 years, right? Go back to the end of the war. You didn't have people behaving like this in in communities and in, in everyday life. So why is it now all of a sudden that this is a problem? See, they're going after something that they can grab a hold of rather than address the underlying issue of the problem. The underlying issue of the problem is that we've had the underpinning of society removed. The family institution has been destroyed for the most part. Our religious institutions, our social organizations, of course, all that's all that's going to be you know undone because of COVID and all this stuff anyway, all this garbage anyway. Normal human interaction, normal progression of society, normal development of communities and families. This is what prevents crime. Look at the crime rates from the 1950s and the 60s and the 70s. Of course, yeah, you can argue the 60s and the 70s, but look, go back to the 1950s and look at it now. Hell, go back 30 years. I I grew up in a small town. Hell, most people didn't even lock their doors when I was growing up as a kid. Neighborhoods were packed full of kids. We didn't have social media. We didn't have the internet largely. I mean, it was just starting to come in, but no smartphones, none of that stuff. But there was so much going on in the neighborhoods with all the kids and everything. I mean, there was so much going on that by the time it was time for you to go in, you didn't want to go in because there was still so much to do. This is what builds a moral and just society. Society can self-govern. That responsibility, though, has been abdicated to a government that's going to sit there and dictate and lord over your life. As society moves forward and we actually have real progression, this is what the Industrial Revolution was all about. It got people out of living in squalor. It got people out of uh, being in a, in a situation societally, you know, where everybody was in, in a bad way. It stopped them from fighting with each other and we could actually live. When we developed a system known as the capitalist system, by the way, that truly innovated and grew and was able to produce and lift up all of society, not just a select few, not crony capitalism. I'm talking about capitalism, free market capitalism, what actually produces industrialization, what actually produces when you have an industrialized nation rise, it creates so much wealth and so much prosperity that the population actually stabilizes itself and the crime drops. When a society has everything that they need, when there's something that that the entire community or town or, or whatever wants to work for, when you have good schools, when you have religious institutions, when you have social organizations like the Boy Scouts or the Girl Scouts or or whatever, you know, Explorer Scouts, these types of things. I, I know they're not the only ones. Uh, YMCA, right? That, that used to be uh, used to be a big thing. It's not there anymore, largely. But when you have people that are financially secure, when you have people that own their own homes, their own property, when people are stable, then the crime rate drops. It takes care of itself. I, I've talked about it before. I live in a small town, I, albeit I'm not in the United States, different culture of people. But I, I'm saying this as a standpoint of an example. I live in a town of 15,000 people. There's not one police officer in this town. Why? Because it's not needed. People can govern themselves. People behave themselves. Why? Because people have everything that they need in this town. 
There are churches. There are schools. There are places of business, small businesses. There are parks. There's cafes. There's restaurants that are all owned by people here in the community. There's no chains here. They have fire departments. They have town festivals. They have town markets. It's all here. But see, when all of that is taken away and the big boxes and the big chains move in, Walmarts, Targets, TGI Fridays, if those even exist anymore, Applebee's, you know, you name the big restaurant chains, all that stuff. That's outside money coming into the community. That's not being built inside the community. And then that business owner or that group of people that run that business, they give back to the community. They reinvest back into that town or into that community. And that's what causes it to grow and and more people to come there. But outside money coming in, a corporation that's a chain, that's not money. That's that's why I say that that's zero growth. That's stagnant growth. Yes, it is bringing jobs in, but that's service jobs, low paying service jobs that's being brought in from outside money. That That's not something that's going to reinvest back into the community. Even if you're a franchise owner, you can argue maybe a little bit. They might sponsor a little league team or something like that. But still, that franchise owner is going to have to pay that corporation at the end of the day. They're not going to have that extra finance capital that they generate to put back into that community that a small business otherwise might. So we're talking about all these different regulations of of guns in the United States. Well, they don't stop to think about what's caused society to get to this point in the first place is what I'm trying to explain here. This is what needs to be fixed. You don't blame the gun. You can take guns all day long. That's not going to stop people from committing crimes. They're just going to do it another way. Look at England, London, England, knife crime capital of the world. They took all the guns there. People are just committing crimes more heinously and in other ways. Same thing in Chicago. They took the guns in Chicago. I think it's a murder capital of the world still, unless they've been knocked off by somebody. New York's a close second, I think. But the point is, is that we have the same vision of society when it comes to crime, right? We all want it to stop. We all want law and order. We all want peace and quiet, except for the loons out there in the streets. We all have an agenda to get society to a point where it can live harmoniously, but we just have two different ways to get there. One is done through the natural progression of the free market and of the family and of the community building itself up, right? The renaissance, true liberalism, true liberalism, not this this fake stuff that's talking about, you know, uh, one side's a fascist, the other, yeah, forget all that stuff, right? That's, that's lunacy uh, university talk is all that is. But one is done by people and the other is done through the power of the state. And when the power of the state is used to try and legislate responsibility, it always goes wrong. It always turns into totalitarianism every time in history. St. Louis has actually taken the top for uh, violent crime. Really? Okay. Well, either way, what, what I'm saying is, is that they're looking at reducing the crime, but that, that's not their intention at all. They want to be able to quell any, um, let me put it in their own terms, that they're not actually using because I know exactly what they're talking about. They want to be able to stop any, quote, counter-revolution before it even starts. That's what they're doing. Now, they can't come right out and say that. And you say, well, why why can't they come right out and say that? Because if they do, then they would be labeled as what they are. And that's Marxists. Just a side note there. We we were with their um, with Biden saying they want to reduce uh, suicide rate by gun. I have a great way you can reduce it like really quickly. Democrat governors, mayors, open your cities back up, open your states back up. Yeah, because this pandemic, these lockdowns, suicide has skyrocketed. Some of these places are seeing a a 100% increase in suicides. Open things back up, man. Uh, it's you got to get you got to get things back up. Let people have dignity. Let them go back to let them go back to work. You have one more thing? Yeah, sure. Let's let's um, you know, uh, and and talking about all this saying that what if Biden wins, these things are going to happen, blah blah blah. Well, 
Pennsylvania, yeah, they the Supreme Court there, state Supreme Court, ruled that um, they will accept ballots that as long as they're postmarked November 3rd, they'll take them after the election up to three days currently. And don't worry, if, if the signature mismatches or it doesn't have a signature, don't worry, we'll still count the ballot. No problem. Well, what could possibly go wrong? Not a problem. It's not a problem, right? It's, it's about, we want to make sure everybody has the, the opportunity to vote, right? I'm, I'm concerned that this is going to be state after state is going to do this. And this is specifically happening in the blue states, right? This is where the problem is. The blue states are saying, hey, we're going to allow ballots, um, you know, a week afterward or no signature or we, we've talked about it before. Mail-in ballots are the problem, right? And I'm, I'm really, I'm concerned about all that and what this is going to entail. Biden wins or, or Trump wins, does not matter. This is not going to be pretty at the election. If shenanigans are pulled. Um, it could get ugly. And I don't want to see that. I, I'm, I'm, I really don't want to see this. Are you saying that there's going to be shenanigans either way? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I love the ones that come out and, and bust uh, Trump's chops and they say, uh, well, you agree to a peaceful transition of power. And I'm quite shocked at the answer he doesn't give that should be the most obvious. And that is, I don't recall having a peaceful transition to power for me. I don't think that's been peaceful at all. And now all of a sudden, I mean, they're walking around. I mean, if you were to look at Drudge, you would think that Joe Biden was a slam dunk. Obama gave, what was it, three? Three speeches the other day. Three speeches. Collectively, collectively, at those three speeches, he couldn't get more than, what was it, a few hundred people at each one of those speeches? 400? 400 people. In three speeches, 400 people. Trump did three events easily cracked 100,000 combined. Easily. And you're trying to tell me that there's excitement? And Biden's going to win? No, there is excitement. But keep in mind, it's not, they're not excited about voting for Biden. That's the key difference here. There's excitement for Trump and there's excitement against Trump. There is no excitement for Biden. That this is, this is literally a one person vote. You're either voting for Trump or voting against Trump. You're not voting for Biden. I mean, unless you're some radical left, you know, type. And of course, you know, they they wouldn't be in the bag for Biden or anything like that. No, surely not. As we talked yesterday about all the disinformation and the social media companies and how they're they're going to they're going to ensure and it's and the the CCP's even said that it's the American tech companies' duty to ensure that the election goes smoothly. It's their duty. Yes, they would know all about fair and of course, they election. Would. of course they would. Of course they would. And the reason they say is because it was fact checked by the New York Times and CNN. And it's it, it's legit. Yeah, it's legit. So you should trust it. You should trust. It. Anyway, we are going to have to go. We're out of time today. Thank you for sitting down today, Bruce. For those of you who would like to reach out to us, you can do so anytime. If you'd like to contact us at tips at dynamicindependence.com. And we would humbly ask you to pass this along to friends, family, known associates. We're trying to grow our audience here as much as possible. And we need your help as a loyal listener in order to do that. So if you could pass this along, we would appreciate that. You can get us anywhere you get your podcasts with the exception of SoundCloud. Also, if you're rating podcasts, if you could drop over to Apple Podcasts and give us a rating at your earliest possible convenience, we would appreciate that as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. Thank you for your time today, Bruce. And from all of us here, wherever you are in the world, we thank you for listening because it's all of you that listen that make this all possible. We love you and we love freedom and independence. And together, we'll continue to fight for those in the marketplace of ideas. So we'll see all of you tomorrow.